Welcome back to Schmidt Happens, the only podcast for our Schmidt family of companies agents where we talk about the industry, we talk about the market, and of course we talk about our agents. I'm here in Traverse City, Michigan today with two very awesome people, Ryan and Jenny Craig. They are agents um, from our 402 Traverse City office. You guys want to say hi quick? How you doing? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so this is this is our first this is our second episode overall, our first with with three people. Um, which I'm really excited about because you guys, if you, you're not siblings, you're married. Um, last, last I, I checked. checked. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So, so tell me how long you guys have been with the company. Cause you are, you're, you're overall newer in the scheme of things. Is that, is that pretty accurate? It's pretty accurate. This will be my, uh, I'm in my 13th month. Okay. Geez. Yeah. 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 And Jenny is in her. I have been here for just over two years. Just okay. Two years. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Cause I remember you were, you were joining and I, the, you know, the 13 months, as with you guys together has seemed like a lot longer because you guys engage with the marketing team a lot. I know that, you know, Megan pretty well. Cause I, she coaches your kids. She coaches one of your kids in softball or she is a pitching coach. So yes. my daughter's a pitcher. She does. Gotcha. Do that. Yes. Okay. So you knew her. Um, we've, I mean, had multiple conversations with video and social and stuff. So we've been on top of hotel buildings together. Yeah. I know that was storms. like with the first few months. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> top of a hotel in the middle of a storm. Yeah. That's a, that's a bonding experience. It was yeah. very much. So. Um, and, and, and I think that really says a lot is that, you know, We've got a lot of agents who start sometimes who don't really engage right away and do kind of come off to a slow start. Um, and then we've got people who who fully engage, whether not just with the marketing team, of course, but um, who jump, uh, you know, headfirst in with their manager or, or going out and marketing themselves and really just trying to um, jumpstart your career as, as quickly as you can. So if you guys don't mind, how what volume did you hit for 2019? Uh, six million. Six million yep. for your first you know, for your first full year. Yeah. Your first year as a team. That's that's great. <laughs> so thirteen thirteen ish months um, for you. Two years for you, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, about six million. You said last year. Yeah, I think we've done a total of seven point two million. And Jeez. but six. Am I correct in that? I think it was just over six. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Six point two yep. or something. So and, we just got our our final numbers and that's, oh, what, sure. that's yeah. the number that I remember seeing. And I, I'm not sure when this is going to end up coming out, but it's late January right now that we're recording it. Yes. So um, how has your January been in Traverse City, Michigan, right? We're, you know, Lord willing, we'll have six mm-hmm. transactions Jeez. closed in January. So we're starting off better than we did. So, you know, I, I came from the auto industry mm-hmm. and in that industry, you're always out there trying to find different ways to market, sure. build your business. You're, you have all these different reps from a hundred different places always mm-hmm. coming in. And one of the awesome things, as soon as I got to Coldwell, I, you know, I met with Carrie, met with you, met with so many people and I was like a kid in a candy store. Mm -hmm. Like you're telling me I can do all this. All these people will help me build this brand. So Mm -hmm. it really was, there's so many tools, Mm -hmm. but there, there's so many effective tools. Yeah. And you guys made it easy and seamless in the places that I couldn't cross or actually get from one side to the other to figure out how does that work in this Mm -hmm. real estate in here. You guys made seamless. So I, I just want to say that it's a big deal that, uh, you know, I don't get very nervous about things. And I, and I did, I remember the marketing team saying, Ryan, you need to call before you come over. I got this new idea. Yeah. I, I, one thing we hear a lot is uh, this, uh, this concept of like, there's a lot of great tools or ideas, but like you said, how do you actually execute on those mm-hmm. and make those work? From my perspective, the other important aspect is agents engaging with us. Well, I think, I think one you of the, guys did that. One of the coolest parts, JD, is that it's when we have a question, we send an email, it text mm-hmm. it, what mm-hmm. text you later, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I have a response. The ball's back in my court. Sure. Basically the same sure. day same day or the next day. Mm-hmm. And then what I want to do with that next. Mm-hmm. And how does that actually work into our business model? And it seems endless right on what you can do. So I, I but I did want to point that out that that was a big deal that you sure. guys 
uh, not only if there was stuff that maybe uh, hadn't been done before, mm-hmm. there was stuff that, uh, di- how does that work for us? You challenged us on that, and then we just kept it going. And Yeah, I've had so many people come to me and say, I had this great idea. And then six months later, I'm like, hey, did you do that? Like, oh, no, I've been busy. Yes. And, you know, that, that happens a lot. But, um, but no, I, I think it's a two-way street, and I think you guys have found that path really well. Um, so you were doing auto before this. I was. So, Jenny, when, when you jumped into real estate – um, was there something you were doing beforehand that you switched to? Was it kind of getting like, what called you into this uh, specifically? So I was a stay at home mom for, mm-hmm. let's say 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I started doing some online sales for LuLaRoe. Oh yeah. For probably about a year, but I'd always been interested in real estate. Just didn't think that I had time to do it. Mm-hmm. And then once our, all of our kids were in school is when I sure went for it. That's a good time. So. Yeah. Once you, I, my um, sister-in-law has four kids and they're slowly aging into that time of, I think the youngest is still maybe two or three, but you know, all of a sudden in the school days, you yeah. go from having four kids to one at yes. home and that the, the time that you have to get stuff done with that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, even with one, we had one that still wasn't in school and we mm-hmm. got, when we started and that was T money Yeah. and he would come in the office and he's like, you know, he got an underbite, looks like a bulldog <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, he runs around the office and, mm-hmm. and everybody loves him and, you know, has always was that dude, but it still took away from what we were able to do. Now that sure. he's in school, hundred percent, we get here early. And well, that, that kind of raises an interesting question is as a team, what would you guys say your, do you each in, in terms of the process, do you each kind of specialize in a certain part of it? Do you kind of just go 50, 50 on everything in terms of like, or is it, you know, I, I've seen plenty of teams where it's like, I get all the stuff done behind the scenes. I'm the one meeting the clients. You know, what does that split like for you guys? I feel like um, we we split it well, but client-wise, it's really dependent upon their personality. Sure. Is how we decide who's going to work with who. Okay. So we figured out that I am a driver mentality, Yeah. Uh, you know, and Jenny's very amiable. And mm-hmm. when we get with that one client and I'm like, ah, that there, I'm yeah. just going to go right <laughs> past everything. And right. I'm only, you know, I'm real about the results and mm-hmm. Jenny thinks it through. I think one of the things that is funny that we kind of joke with clients is if Ryan calls you, it's probably not the best news sure. way to get through it. But if Jenny calls you, answer that quick because it's right. great news. Right. And that's kind of our clients make fun. Like, I don't want to talk to Ryan. It's a I little good Jenny cop, calls. bad cop. It's a little good yeah. cop, bad cop. It is. So then yeah. when they call, when I call and they answer and they're laughing and they're like, I'm so glad you called me. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. You should guys, you should do it from one number yeah. so that it's yeah. always like a roulette. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to get. Well, when I call, they're like, uh, what? oh no big deal no big deal but here's where we're at right right right. so uh so yeah let's let's talk about that that work-life balance because that is one of the um what this is very generalizing so i say this with a huge you know uh vial of salt but there are so many people who come into the business thinking you know i'm going to be able to make my own hours i'm going to be able to work when i want which is absolutely true they just don't realize that's a that's a harsh reality that you are going to um depending on what kind of career path you follow in real estate, you will miss things or you will be working hours. Sure. You might be free in the afternoon from 12 to four, but you're going to be working those mornings and especially working those evenings. So let alone adding seven kids into that, how do you um, balance your days? Well, I think we had, I think we started out, we, we were terrible. On top of that, I coach uh, middle school softball and travel team softball. Mm-hmm. So, and that's an elite club that we played downstate a lot. So we're Jeez. gone those weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I'm coaching. Jenny's taking calls. I'm looking at her. She's trying to watch the kids. I'm like, did you get that lead? Like, mm-hmm. um, right. so you know what it really turned into is being proactive compared to reactive. Sure. So the more proactive we became on trying to get things scheduled, mm-hmm. delegated, uh, the more proactive we became on find out who's actually buying, who's actually selling, right. not just people wanting to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They have their time in place, but actually making sure our time was well spent with those that are ready to transact. Sure. Uh, things got a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Right. And things made a whole lot more sense. I think one of the things is that we made was a big deal is we lived about 30 minutes from our office here on 402. Mm-hmm. And amongst other things, we sold that house and moved about four minutes away from this office. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we come here at eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and we're here till at least two thirty or three straight working, going through right. our to-do list, our scheduling list, all those things. And it's amazing. It kind of puts, uh, it puts your day into your calendar. Sure. You know, and then we're our calendar at home though. This is the part that you know, if it, there was a visual tool here, it'd be uh-huh. really cool. We have a dry erase board in our kitchen and every kid has their own color for the okay. most part. So if you look at any given day, you probably go through markers, a pack a week yeah. at that or point. Costco. We go oh, a lot of Costco yeah. expo, yeah. but you look every single day, you see who has pitching, who has mm-hmm. volleyball, who has basketball, who has wrestling, who has what, but you know, to, it's really, uh, I think it's really a blessing because the end of the day, I don't know what most people do because I only know what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's what I look forward to for our personal life balance mm-hmm. is like, let's get all this stuff done and let's go into that. And now I'm going to go in and coach this or we got practice mm-hmm. here, get the boys, get the girl, all those things. And our days are full and there, there's not much sit and watch TV time. It's a family business. So our kids have been on, been, <laughs> been with me as I've done flyers, knocked mm-hmm. on doors. They've been with us as we went and I don't know how many times they sat in the car as Jenny's done showings. Yeah. I, I do feel like that is to to a certain degree a marketing asset because like you said, people like especially with real estate, people want to work with people that they like or that they're comfortable with. Absolutely. And if you're a parent and all of a sudden you see like, yep, we're we've got our kid with us at the showing, you know, they're sitting here, that's relatable and people feel comfortable with that. Yeah. So I I mean, I'm I'm glad you 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 said exactly what I would have ex- expected, which is People aren't like, come on, why is your kid here? No. Like, you know, we're not going into that house until you drive home. You know, like people are cool with it. They, yeah. they, they understand it and, and enjoy it to a degree. You know, I started doing open houses right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my one son, Asher, uh, he's a middle son, but he's the very intellectual one of sure. the group. Uh, you throw a ball at him, it'll hit him in the face. <laughs> sure, right, you know, right. he's that kid. Um, but I would bring him with me to open houses where I was doing an open house for another client mm-hmm. and then he'd sit at the table and draw mm-hmm. and it was almost like a peaceful, comforting thing. Sure. And I, I remember one of the open houses we sold that open house for another client here at Coldwell. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, to me that you're portraying a, a home and a family yeah. home and there's the, like I got, I've staged it with a kid. Right? That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what the Imagine kid your son here. Yeah. Right? Right, yeah. Right. Well, why so, stop at one then? Why, why not bring all seven in and just say like, this is what it's going to look like on your craziest days. This is what it's going to look like on your freest well, days. I might do that, if but it I was don't... an empty home, maybe. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Not a family that's where they can climb up. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's exactly. where they're going to jump off of. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to show you. Yep. And they bounce right. from there. Right. Uh, it, it, it does sound like, uh, and, and maybe this isn't a huge, you know, revolutionary thought that your it's family first career molding around that. And I think if you d- implement that well, that works. 
you know, I, I think you're right. I have seen um, or heard of the people who, you know, things get neglected, whether that's family or, or hobbies or things like that get neglected because you are showings in the evenings or, or, oh, yeah. you know, Saturday mornings and stuff. But if you, um, I, I am a believer that if you do prioritize family or whatever that is, you, you want to, um, be important to you, you'll make it work. That's the key, right? Mm -hmm. So that time is so important to us mm -hmm. that we're there for every game, there mm -hmm. for our practices when we can be, when their coaches allow. We know that that's so important that when we get here at eight o'clock, mm -hmm. I don't have a chair. I stand up right. and I dial and right. I call and Jenny is loading and we are making such use of that time at the office where prior it was kind of like, uh, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Well, I'll do a little bit of this. You do a little right. bit of that. And then the day's over. Now it's like we have 10 things that are today things that we sure. have to get done. Mm -hmm. And then once they're done, it's like the, the phone doesn't turn off. Sure. But those things that needed to be done are scheduled, prioritized. Yeah. So now that we're out of the office, we can focus on our family and our kids because they're out of school. Sure. So they don't know any different. Right. And then when we do get the calls or we do have showings, usually we handle that or schedule that appropriately and we schedule it around what the Practices kids' activities. The activities. Yeah. Sure. So the only, sure. only thing we're probably missing is date night. You know, we don't really do much sure. date night. Yes, we're missing that. But, you know, that we did a uh, – last Halloween we did a big billboard. Mm -hmm. You probably saw it. Yeah, oh, we, yeah, I remember it. So the Incredibles, we did the Incredibles, and mm -hmm. we had everybody's face kind of cut out onto one of the Incredibles' faces in mm -hmm. town, and uh, the kids took – I think they took a bunch of crap for it at school. They did. <laughs> the girls did anyway. I, I thought it was like the coolest thing yeah. ever. But, you know, uh, that whole story is a good segue into the next thing I sort of was hoping to talk about is yeah. um, what would you say, you know, what basically the question is, what's your marketing plan? What's your strategy? You know, I, I think one thing, the, the Incredibles being a great idea or being one of those ideas is you guys seem to have, you, you have an idea and you run with it, right? Like you're, you're not afraid to try to, um, uh, capitalize or, or execute something that someone else might go, that'd be kind of funny. I wasn't, you did the baseball cards too, right? Yeah. Was that you guys? Yeah. So it's spontaneous mm -hmm. in what we feel the market would respond sure. to. And sure. it usually happens, you know, we're talking about the next day, usually laying down in bed and then it's, then I have my thousand ideas and Jenny's mm -hmm. looking at me like, just go to bed. Dude. <laughs> and, uh, voice recorder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. She wants me to get a, using the voice recorder instead That's of talking to her. You know <laughs> what though? I did literally about a, a week ago, I was reading an, an interview with, I think it was one of the guys from, from the kinks maybe, or from, uh, the monkeys, oh, one, one of the older bands. And one of the things they were just talking about songwriting okay. and they asked, how did you, you know, what is the tips you have? And his tip was like, sleep with your guitar and have like a notebook at, by your bed in the morning and at night. He said, write in the morning and then sleep with your guitar because he goes, those are the times when you have those ideas. It and is. that applies to everything. It's literally, I totally know what you mean. You're in bed and something comes to you and I go, do I, do I record it on my phone quick? Or, or I'll normally say, I'll remember that in the morning. And yeah. then never do. Right. Yeah. But he says it to me and then I forget it. <laughs> right. And then he wants me to tell him what he talked about. And I forget. Well, I know. Which it Put seems the responsibility like, out of you that you go to bed. Yeah. It's the perfect scenario. Like, okay, listen. And mm -hmm. then 
Uh, I'm like, you remember that thing? What was that thing I was? And she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well. This episode of Schmidt Resources is brought to you by The Marketing Group. Hopefully you already know that you have an entire marketing group of 11 people specializing in global luxury marketing, in technologies, marketing to any person or place that you want to market. But did you know that we now have an online project submission form on SchmidtResources.com? That's right, you can go to SchmidtResources.com, click on Marketing Resources, and there's an online submission form right there for you to submit your idea any day, anytime, anywhere. You go on, you tell us who you are, what your idea is, some other information, and we'll make sure to get back to you within 24 hours of a business day and work with you to start creating your project. So check it out. Go to SchmidtResources.com and submit your project today. Okay, now back to the show. Marketing uh, as a realtor, I mean, to me, that's a tough space. That's what is the best return on your money. And you'll get a thousand different people saying a thousand different things. And then you have third party people saying, no, this is what you need to do. And it's X. So I think we've kind of, the dust has settled from one. I was, you know, I was known as the car guy in Traverse city. I Mm -hmm. sold cars for 20 years and ran dealerships. We had to make that transition into real estate. Mm -hmm. And so we really blasted the market with just notifying everybody to recognize. And now that that's working, yeah. that worked. But now it's going to be, we're really going to go after uh, the properties, the listings, the clients that we really feel like we can be impactful for, that we can provide an excellent service for. I'm friends with a lot of realtors on social media. Oh, yeah. I love to watch to see what they do. Mm-hmm. And I like to learn, learn from, from it. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the conversation. Like, man, I can't. Yeah, I, I feel like social media right now literally is quantity over quality. There it are is. so many agents. Um, well, there's a personal page or business page. There's some behind the scenes stuff happening right now that we can't verbalize. But <laughs> if you hear laughter, that's what's going on. There's there's a, there's a lot of yeah, just quantity over quality. A lot of people doing stuff. Not a lot of people. Um, not as many people doing it in a really impactful way. Is it effective? You yeah. know, I mean, that's the thing. Right. Is you know. It, what do you provide that's different than someone else? Right. And, you know, are you likable? And I think that that's the one area that I think Jenny and I do provide a good service where mm-hmm. you might not like both of us, but you're going to like one of us. <laughs> right, right, right. Based on who just it talk is. to that one. Yeah. It yeah. is. And so trying to figure out the marketing campaign for that, mm-hmm. what is the outline of it? Well, we're going to use our, we're going to use Cobalt Banker first sure. and foremost. Sure. And then we're going to, we're, we've been trying to find those, exp- you know, to me it's like, well, that expired listing that mm-hmm. didn't sell, uh, that someone is, it's kind of just almost has a bad taste in their mouth about realtors. Yeah. That's the ones I want. Mm-hmm. I want to go into that one, look at it, never throw anyone under the bus, obviously, but just maybe look at it and look at all the dimples on the golf ball and say, mm-hmm. Hey, here's how we could improve this property and then bring it back to market and then advertise that effectively. Sure. And that's where the marketing team comes in and everyone comes in. So, uh, so I, I, I think more spontaneous, I think the worst thing you can do in this day and age is get into a routine and stick with it when it's not working. Sure. Yeah. And not understand how the market is changing and how people mm-hmm. shop is changing and trying to get in front of that without getting sucked into the third party where you can mm-hmm. probably do it yourself. You know, yeah. when you're spending this, you gotta be really careful on what you're spending time money management's huge yeah how much do you spend letting people do stuff for you versus is are you is that worth the benefit versus you doing it yourself and Mm -hmm. spending time doing it yeah because i still think on top of social media being great 
Uh, word of mouth is still, I think, the number one driver, I would imagine, yeah. is referral business. So mm-hmm. when I think our goal this year, we did 26 and a half sides uh, in that 13 months, and we were, we're going to go for 50 this year. So oh, without nice. hiring someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. So, so that, that kind of um, brings us to the, our sort of – it's only the second episode, so I can't say the – I can say the questions I ask everybody. Yeah. Um, but that's, there's one other person. Right. So um, one that I want to add to that, though, is just to kind of make it succinct, what is one thing you guys – one tip you would give just from a work-life balance perspective? What's one thing that has uh, – whether it's to summarize everything else or something we haven't talked about, one point where it's like – this is what we do that helps make it work. I would say the main thing is probably to set regular work hours. Mm-hmm. Like we have eight to th- basically three every day. Well, Monday through Friday that we work that whole entire time. We can fit showing into other times, but don't overlap that with family things. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that when you when you make those boundaries, you're taking you're taking your time in the office seriously. Yes. And to me, if you don't, then it bleeds over into, so I've been at many sporting events Mm -hmm. or kid events and I'm still working. Yeah. Yeah. Laptop in the corner on Mm -hmm. the phone the whole time. Uh, Birthdays when I'm outside on a bench talking to, I mean, there's been plenty of that and we're trying to find a way to handle it up front, be proactive. Mm -hmm. And uh, those boundaries, Jenny's good at saying, yeah. <laughs> so uh, question number two, and this one will wrap into question number three. They might relate, but what is um, – one way to phrase is what's the biggest mistake that you've made or what is the biggest learning experience you've had from uh, from a client or from a situation where you're like, now I now I know. I really – I always look at uh, mistakes or, or failing at something as mm-hmm. opportunity to learn from it. And, Absolutely. Uh, Jenny and I, I mean, she – doesn't like it when it's happening. I'm always saying, we learned, we learned something that's valuable. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that. But the one that we've had, uh, you know, you're dealing with so many moving parts. There's always something. It feels like we learned something in every deal. The one thing that we, we learned early was if the expectations aren't followed up on, we expected them to follow through. We expected them to call after we expected that we a lot of assumptions right instead of there was an agent that we were doing deal with and they man she called me on every day asking mm-hmm. for updates on sure. everything i'm like why why is she calling me mm-hmm. like i look at jane like i of course i did that of course i did right. that that's what we said and well that not everyone's like that <laughs> so right. it's we're looking at each other what do you mean the appraisal hasn't even been scheduled they didn't even schedule it. no so those things right. where you are keep. You got to remember you're keeping both sides together sometimes. Yeah. And by doing that, that just means communicating with the other agent. You don't know what they have got going on. They sure. may their life might be crazy right. and they forgot to do something. And the other one was uh, working with family can suck. Mm-hmm. You know, and sure. we have family that is a realtor in another. He's town. not talking about me. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take your word. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> I am not. Talking about uh, I'm the add-on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last question: Do you have a horror story? Just what was that one? No, name, naming no names, unless you really, really want to call someone out. Then we'll have a meeting about that later and say, do we allow this or not? But what was that horror story? Like, where did what just kept going wrong, or or what was that feeling? You're like, oh no. We have more than one, so we. Oh, had I'm a, sure. We had a I'm tough sure. decision to make. So. Jenny, we'll, when we'll, I first, we'll, when we'll I first, bring you back for yeah. another episode, yeah, part okay. two. Yeah. <laughs> when I first got in this industry, they said it's not going to be your clients; it's going to be other agents. 
sure. that's going to make it tough. Yeah. And I'm like, how don't you understand what that means? Right. What, what do you mean? Other like they're, we're all doing business together. Right. Well, I had no idea, you know, so, um, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to paint the picture here. We had a listing. Uh, it was a, it was luxury listing. People came up from Grand Rapids. We kind of hit it off the bat. And mm-hmm. it was like, we don't want to buy that house, but we want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I get this call uh, from Andrew. He's like, okay, we know the house that we want. We saw it online. They called me to say they want to put in an offer. Sure. I called the other, the listing agent, say, okay, here's where we're at. I'm excited. Let's just put this deal together. And he just says, we have multiple offers. I'm thinking, okay, sweet. Like, how many? You right. know, he can only tell me so much. Sure, sure. So he bring your highest and best. I'm like, I, it turns into uh, my our buyer says, well, I'm I'm willing to go up to this amount. Mm-hmm. So I call that and say, hey, if I can do this, I was trying to do it all verbally. Sure. And he said, that's I can tell you, you're gonna want to come stronger. There's stronger offers already. Jeez. And I said, okay. So I called him. He said, well. The buyer says, I have to figure out what my house is worth before I go any higher. Sure. Okay. So then I, I call you actually mm-hmm. and say, Hey, who do you work in work in Grand Rapids? Oh yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is all from the parking lot of a, some kind of restaurant in Grand Blank, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm full sweat, nasty, <laughs> right. gross. And, uh, but anyways, one of the, another Cole Baker agent, he took the call. He called me back on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. He called the client. They talked about the property. It, it turned out to be like a $1.2 million property. Jeez. So my client thought it was worth like 900 or 700. He was excited. So he's yeah. like, well, let's go. How high do you think we should go? I'm like, I don't want to go any higher than X. And I thought, man, we got this one. Like, mm-hmm. hey, everyone's happy. Everyone's going to be happy. And I kind of just put the phone down. I think I went and finished some cold cheese sticks. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, got the call back later that night that, the house actually went for $150,000 more Jeez. than our crazy That's offer. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's look for more houses. And we did. They came up. We looked for them. So they find this other house based in Peninsula. We make the offer. We go back and forth on the offer mm-hmm. with the listing agent. And then it goes radio silent. <laughs> and our clients are in Grand Rapids. This right. other agent's local. Right. And it goes silent for two days. I'm calling, texting, calling, texting, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. And I barely know these clients and they, I think are starting to question yeah, like, you, does, right? Are you, do, are you really calling them? Like right, it, it wasn't right. that, it wasn't that uh, abrasive, but it was kind of like, is this how it usually is? And like, no, it's not usually right, how it is. Right. So finally get this person on the phone. I literally did the call till you answer. Right. You know, right. and I hate doing that, but yeah. it was like, I think it was 13 in a row. Jeez. And she says, uh, yeah, the house isn't for sale anymore. Like, what do you mean it's not for sale anymore? Well, the house that they wanted to buy, I can't get that person to sell it to them now. I said, okay, well, wait. You know, so I'm trying to like just right. go through this, like how does this make sense? Right. And it doesn't. Right. Really what, <laughs> right. it, what it turn, boils down to. So then we go back and forth. I finally say, well, is it a time frame? Because they don't have to move in real right. soon. They can move in later. We can do it this. So I, I, fi- I actually, I, th- I think I gave her the idea and right. how to present it to her seller. She did sure. that. And then we got it back and it's like, sweet. Right. All right. We're good. So then, you know, I get builders over there. I get estimates. I do all these things. We're in and out of that house probably four times. Mm-hmm. And then the bank calls and uh, the buyer's bank and says, uh, we can't, we can't mortgage that property. Come to find out that the front parcel and the back parcel, um, the back parcel didn't actually have a parcel number. <laughs> okay. Nobody owned it. It was just quick claimed. 
And so huh. nobody knew it. And, and one of the local banks is like, we can't do that. Like, we yeah. don't even know if the house is on this. So we had to order surveys. We had to get like all these things. And so pretty, just, just as someone, you know, only like yeah. 80% fluent in real estate, basically it was unclaimed territory yeah. legally. They had kind of said, this is attached to our house. Uh, probably under the assumption that it was, but in reality, it was no man's land. So the previous owner to them uh-huh. had saw that nobody had claimed to this property, so they just quit claimed it, saying, hey, that's mine. Huh. Right? And, I didn't but know they you could do that in the first you, place. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm going to start doing well, that. Well, and then they represented it like that online. So it, right. it looks like it's a uh, acre lot on the peninsula. Sure. So that's the price that we made. Like all sure. those oh, negotiations. Yeah, based on the Turns out it's yeah. a half acre or less. Jeez. And the other part, so it was pretty cool. We ended up with the regional manager of uh, the local bank that, I mean, she's way up there. She calls me and says, Ryan, I've never seen this before. Uh-huh. You know, this is back like when, you know, we don't even know, you know, when it, the Indians had it, who right. had it from where. We've went as far back. We don't know what to do. Wow. So I had to get land attorney involved and all these things. <laughs> And it was really just us trying to present to the sellers how they're supposed to sell it to us. Right. And right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the communication though, mm-hmm. it was two days. Jeez. Every time it was two days, I get something done. And then it was two days till I could get them to that right. agent to call me back. Right. And then two days and our buyers are like, what is going yeah. on? Why is it like this? Then the agent finally calls me and I'm like, look, you got to tell me, right. I got to know, like, here's these big problems. I'm going and getting them fixed. And then I bring it back to you. And then you're going to talk to the sellers and then it's two days. Right. And this has been going on and on and on. Right. So she finally tells me that she has a whole lot of other things going on in her life. Sure. You know, and you know, and I had empathy for that. Like Mm -hmm. that would stink. And our, our, our client literally asked if they could pay us more commission (laughs) in this deal because of all the work that we had to do. Sure. And want, you know, so he's, they turned out it everything's fine, yeah. but it was an absolute horror story. So what happened with the land then? Were they able to, to claim it as part of their property? So to do that, it actually is like a six month to eighteen month process. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Why have, wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't yeah. it be yeah. a week? Yeah. You have to make sure that someone in Louisiana that sure. didn't father a kid mm-hmm. somewhere doesn't have claim to it. Sure. That someone so I got them the whole uh, litany of what you need to do to go through the process. Mm-hmm. And it finally came down to, Hey, what's the number that you'd pay for this house? Even if it was, if it didn't have that lot to begin with. Sure. We got that number. We negotiated that number, but it was uh absolute nightmare. I mean, Jeez. it was, it was the hardest thing where you have clients that have already put their home up for sale, right? They've already went and got financing. Mm-hmm. They've already done all these things. And the worst part is come to find out one of the sellers is an, is a, real estate agent as well commercial. <laughs> so he probably knew the whole time what he right, was doing. Right. So, uh, it, it was a lot it of was, lessons learned there. You want, yeah. that was the coolest yeah. part is I know so much about land law that I had no idea. Right. Right. <laughs> I wish I could just keep going on this because this is, it gets crazy. I, but well, anyway. we can save that for part two. Yeah. Cause that's crazy enough. That's season one. Yeah. Season two is whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. So anyways, but the cool thing is we, we brought it to the finish line. Yeah. Everybody signed and everybody's happy. Imagine this while this process is happening, other houses are coming on the market. Right. And they're like, well, maybe we should just go. And we're like, well, just hold on. Right. Like, let's just try to see this through. Right. And so it was, it was pretty crazy. Awesome. Well, well thank you for spending this time with, with, with me and talking and stuff. It's always, um, like I said, I got a lot of respect for you guys for jumping in and, and being so successful so quickly. Um, thank you guys for your time. I'm going to, if you guys are cool with it, um, put your contact info in the description for the podcast so that if people, you know, if, for anyone listening, um, our agents, if you heard something from Ryan and Jenny that you want to ask them more about, 
email them or call them. Like I said, we are a family across all of our states and regions and always feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks this for is, having us. This is awesome. And um, I still don't have a sign off, I don't think so. But bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> all right.